Blog Talk Radio. my life, people that have really uh, 
imparted some things to me that uh, really, really, really I am so thankful for. And uh, I just, I'm so grateful for some of you. And some of you have been tuning into these Facebook Lives, and I appreciate you, okay? Uh, having said that, I want to talk a little bit about, uh, like I said on the show description, I try to stay tuned to the show description, which we had said on the show description, we're going to talk about um, uh, what the Father is doing, what He has done. Because, brothers and sisters, these days, there is an absence of belief, really genuine belief in what the Father is doing. I don't think people really believe. I think they say they believe, but I don't think they really believe. Um, I think there's a lot of people in churches that are going through the exercise, but they don't believe. They just don't trust the Father like they should. They don't trust the preachers like they should uh, or what the preacher is teaching. Uh, a lot of us just going through the motions. I'm, I'm saying us because I don't want to put down anybody. I don't want to make it like I got it together. You know, I think a lot of us just really don't believe the word at times. We just go through the motions. We get all emotional doing praise and worship. We attend churches. We come early. We fellowship. We go to the midnight, the midweek services. I don't think we believe. A lot of us here and there, even myself periodically. I don't like saying that. I would like to think, oh, I believe every word he said. That's not true, brothers and sisters. You don't believe every word the Father said. I don't care who you are. Because if you did, it would have changed your life. The word make you free, and you will be free in every area of your life. And none of you can say that. It's not to put you down. It's not to lift me up. I'm just saying we are work in progress, just like I said, opening up the broadcast. So tonight, again, who is my brother Seth Turner? Somewhere in Texas. Again, just sharing with the the goodness of the Father, what he has done for me, and uh, I just feel like I should tell it. I just feel like I should tell it, and I feel like you should tell it. Not to put any condemnation on you if you're not telling it, because actually, brothers, if you're not telling it with your mouth, many of you are telling it with your life. Let me take a sip of coffee on that one. Many of you are telling about his goodness and his mercy and his grace and his kindness through your life. Yes, your life can preach. Yes, your life is preaching. Whatever you're, <laughs> despite what's in your head, well, let me say it like this. We're living epistles, the Bible says, for good or evil. You're preaching. You have to ever open up your mouth. You're telling, if you believe the Father is all that, you're telling it with your actions. If you're worried, you're telling you with your actions. So, brothers and sisters, we are living, walking books. The question is, what is the book about? Well, so tonight what I'm doing is a little exercise, um, something in the flesh called, something called Facebook Live, something at the same time, I'm blogging on Blog Talk Radio, trying to verbally, one way, verbally, tell about his goodness and things that have happened to me for sure. So, again, I welcome you to my Facebook Live and Blog Talk Radio. Let me take a quick look at coffee, a sip of coffee here. Don't need me thinking about taking a sip. I might as well just take a sip. So, I want to talk a little bit about the Five Sons Stone Network and uh, what it uh, what it is and um, what it's not. Some of you have um, 
some of you have um, been following us since 2011. I just want to thank you for your time. Um, I want to thank you for some of you sending emails and saying, Brother Seth, you know, y'all was such a blessing because, like I said, Fossils uh, on Network is a, a network. When I say we, and I'm just one person sitting in this chair, I like to think of the co-hosts over the years that have imparted over those shows on the Five Smithstone Network, uh, which is held on Blog Talk Radio. Uh, you can find uh, those shows at Blog. If you Google Five Smithstone Blog Talk Radio, Five Smithstone Blog Talk Radio, you'll be able to get our shows. We have over 25 pages of powerful shows with co-hosts uh, from all over the place uh, in, in, um, contributing. Uh, sharing what they know for sure what the Father is doing and have said in their life. So I pay homage to them. Paying homage to who? What co-hosts? People like Brother Dan Wallace, who I keep forgetting to mention his name. People like Brother Joseph Johnson, another name I keep forgetting. But some of the names I mention more often is Brother Ella Shure, uh, bro, uh, Brother John Clark, uh, uh, Brother Kenwin Castleberry, Pastor Alcee Chris, um, and, and, and for sure, for sure, the one and only Ambassador Priscilla Porsche and, uh, and Sister Eliana Badia. These are not in any certain order. They, I just happen to think of names as they came to me. But they are very powerful people in my life. They have imported unto many of you throughout the years, and I thank the Father for them. And so these are just some of the co-hosts. And then we've got earlier co-hosts like uh, Brother Bobby Patterson. Brother Bobby Trippin, that I'm still saying his name, but yes, I'm going to continue to say his name. Brother Bobby Patterson, who goes by Victorious, I just want to thank him for his contribution uh, over the years early on. And there's been so many that have contributed to this Five Smith Stone Network, and that's why I say we, even though I'm just one person sitting here in this chair. But be encouraged because that's soon to change. I'm going to be going to YouTube, and uh, we'll be having co-hosts again on. Don't know if we have the same co-hosts or not. Don't know, don't know what the father's doing these days with me. And I want to shout out to someone. I don't normally get this close to read names because somebody's going to say, oh, you didn't see me. But I want to holler to uh, Sister Janet Wyndham, a good friend of our family, a good friend of Arlene, my wife. I'm so glad to see her. And uh, y'all may be other names there, but I'm not that close to the phone to see. For some reason, I get a lot of people late. Uh, so about 15 minutes after we uh, get started, we'll get more people. And that's one reason I like to stall and not uh, start talking right away because some people come a little later. We've got some people that's going to be coming probably another 20 minutes. So I again want to thank you all for tuning in. Um, yeah, those those uh, co-hosts are, are what five network. Uh, they are part of it. And the reason why I, I'm going through this is I'm just listening every week. Some of y'all saying, why are you talking about that? We already know about them. Well, we got a lot of new callers, a, new, a lot of newcomers tonight. We put this up uh, Facebook Live, this Blog Talk Radio uh, program on a lot of uh, groups that we don't normally reach out to. So I have a lot of groups that are listening tonight, and I just want them to know uh, what this thing is all about. Again, I'm Brother Seth somewhere in Texas, and I've been uh, trying to reach out to our people as a nation, trying to get them to see that they are indeed the lost, once lost, people of the Bible. Of course, now we're found. The Father has released the information to the earth, 
and a lot of us are proclaiming to Israel, you are the people of the Bible. Your true heritage is Yah. That's why we say hallelujah. That is the reason we say hallelujah. That's his name. That's the Father's name. And we try to get our people to understand this. Your your true culture is not African American. It's not black. It's not Negro. You are the people of the Bible. And uh, like any manufacturer, anything that goes wrong with a product, you cannot understand it necessarily until you contact the manufacturers. It's no different with the African Americans. We're Israelites, brothers and sisters. You can you don't have to ever join no Israelite group. You don't have to ever worship on Saturday. I'm not telling you to do this. I'm just saying you don't never have to ascribe to nothing they say, the so called Israelites which there's no spokesman for our group. But whatever you think the scriptures is telling ancient Israelites, you don't have to do any of that ever if you don't know. If you don't know to do it, you don't know to do it. Just know you're still an Israelite, brothers and sisters. And it's nothing in your life, I could, I'm going to say this, nothing in your life, nothing in your life, nothing in your life of substance is really going to make sense until you understand who you are and where you are. I said, I'm going to say it again, African-Americans, so-called black people, so-called Negroes in America. We are one of the lost tribes of Israel. The Bible says that God will scatter Israelites, and I'm not about to talk about this tonight. I just want to hit this really quickly, because we're talking about what is the five minutes on network to those newcomers to the show. So we just, just take a little time, slowing down, and talk about what is the five minutes on network, who am I. So just bear with us, those of you that's been listening every week. African Americans, you're not going to understand why we're acting the way we're acting. You may be even be ashamed of us because of how we behave. You may want to go live around other types of people, ethnically speaking, because of the way we act and think. You may not want to date African Americans because of the way we think. Behave. You may not believe people like me when we go to share things because of the way you see African Americans in your your neck of the woods, so to speak, behave. You may not understand God without this revelation. What revelation? The revelation that African Americans is direct descendants DNA. That means blood, spit, guts, cells, direct descendants of King David, Solomon. He wasn't just the Bible on the bookshelf. This is your legacy. Nothing in America is going to make sense. Not a substance I'm talking about. You can have problems with God. You may worship Him because you taught and brought His product in church. But I don't think that we can have a healthy relationship with God with the back, in the back of our mind, knowing those slave ships came. I'm going to repeat it. I said, I don't think that African Americans 
can have a healthy relationship with the Father. Knowing in the back of their mind that slave ships came and brought their poor parents to this country for hundreds of years. Especially if those slaves was crying out to the Father. I think we serve God out of fear and not out of true love. I don't think we really care about what He really wants. We just do what the Bible says. The Bible is not all of what the Father wants out of us. Everything He wants us to do in the Scriptures. Take a sip of coffee on that one. There's a difference between the Israelites' relationship with their Father and Moses' relationship with the Father. Moses was called a friend of God, or a friend of Yah. Hallelujah. Moses talked to the Father in a way that's kind of scary at times. Now, when I talk about the God of the Old Testament, I'm talking about Yeshua and His former glory. I do not believe Yah, or the Father, was the God of the Old Testament. Remember, um, um, I'm thinking, reminded of the scripture that talks about uh, how um, Habakkuk talk about the Lord, I mean David, said, the Lord said unto my Lord. I do think Yah was definitely in the Old Testament. But the God of the Old Testament was Yeshua. I would say no man has seen the Father or heard him. Who's in the Old Testament? Was Yeshua in his form of glory? But anyway, anyway, brothers and sisters, the Five Two Stone Network is a network of, like I said, the co-hosts. Going back to that, of co-hosts that have contributed over the years. We have got great. We have had great shows talking about any and everything that relates to so-called African Americans. Brothers and sisters, we have covered almost any and everything you can think of to talk about African Americans, but we mainly focus on five topics, five topics, and I'm going to go over this really, really fast, y'all, okay, because I want to get to some other things. But this is important to those that are new to the Five Star Network. We're getting new people all the time, and I hope that uh, we're able to all move over to YouTube, uh, to the Five Star channel here in a little bit. So when I'm getting new people, I just want them to know exactly who I am and what I'm about. So I am um, in 1989, 88, Father revealing to me uh, that African Americans are one of the lost tribes of Israel. Okay. Um, Deuteronomy 28 verse 46 did it for me, cleared up all doubt. Because Moses says certain things were going to befall Israel, going to be upon these people called Jews, whoever they are. And when I look all over the world, I don't see but one people really living out uh, the blessings of the curses set forth in Deuteronomy 28 that Moses spoke about. Uh, again, Moses spoke to the, the, the Jews, the true Jews of the Bible. All 12 tribes was represented there on the mountain. He talked to them and he told them what would happen to them if they obeyed. Uh, as a nation, uh, what would happen? They're not just curse, 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 and also if they uh, disobeyed. So if they obeyed or disobeyed, what would happen to them? In verse forty-six, he says, "Some I never saw before in the scriptures in all my years of study up until that moment." So this was in Columbus, Ohio. 
I was laying across the bed, and uh, God gave me this revelation. That when Moses said in verse 46, Deuteronomy 28, and they, speaking the blessings of the curses, and they, speaking the blessings of the curses, will be upon thee for a sign, S-I-G-N, a sign and a wonder, and unto thy seed forever. And they, one more time, and they, blessings and curses, shall be upon thee for a sign and a wonder, and upon thy seed or descendants forever. That did it for me. I don't know why I never see that scripture in all my life, but I knew that that year was included in the word forever. So basically the Israelites, when you're reading Isaiah, Jeremiah, all the Old Testament books and New Testaments really, they're repeating their actions. They're just constantly repeating. It's like a merry-go-round. If they obey the blessings, they're going to just repeat the blessings, which is to rule over all the nations, every single one of them they're going to rule over. Well, they do that too often. So most of the time they was operating in the curses. When they're operating in curses, then the prophets come around and speak of how they're feeling. And then the prophets come around like, and they, they, they prophesy. It's almost like the prophets can see in their spirit. That's all the prophets were major and minor speaking of what Israel was feeling, what Israel was doing, what is to come, which is still the merry-go-round, but they would say this is how it's going to be. They would talk about what's going to come in the future for them. They would talk about what they've done in the past. But in a nutshell, Israel was repeating their actions over and over again as a nation. Now, individually, people say to me all the time, you know, are you trying to say, brother, we curse? If you and your household seek the Father and follow his Ruach HaKadosh, or what we call the Holy Spirit, brothers and sisters, why would the Holy Spirit lead you into something that's going to be a curse? So when you see Hebrew Israelites, when some of y'all are trying to learn this about this, and you think it's some new fad or new this, it ain't nothing new. This is old, very old, very old. There's nothing to join. There's no people to join. You don't have to start going to church on the Sabbath. I'm sorry. I don't think the natural Sabbath is what the Father only wants from us. The Father wants our life to be a Sabbath. Not no certain day. And I know I'm getting in trouble with a lot of Israelites when I say that. But the Bible talks about the feast days and the holy days being a types and shadows. He did say keep them until wherever you disperse. But people think that means forever and ever and ever. I want you to understand something. He definitely wants you keeping the Shabbat. But is the Shabbat a day or is the Shabbat a lifestyle? Lots of scripture talks about times when they was doing that, but they hard one, right? And he rebuked them and the days they was trying to keep. So if the days made you right, keeping the Shabbat, why he throw out the, why he get upset? He was talking about the feast days and the keeping of the Sabbath and he rebuked them. He said, Get this away from me. Did he mean get away from him? He was talking about their heart. It's a hard thing, especially since Christ has come. It definitely is a hard thing, brothers and sisters. So a lot of people, you know, who worship on Sunday, they hear these so-called Hebrew Israelites out here saying, oh, Sunday worshipers, Sunday worshipers. Listen, I'm going to tell you this one time. Miss me with them people. I'm not with them. Again, 
Michael Jordan is a Hebrew Israelite. I just haven't think of a name that's popular. Michael Jackson is a Hebrew Israelite. You don't matter if they never accept it. I'm talking about a card to the flesh. Now, you know Christ come and encourages us to be the spiritual Jew. That's 15 billion times more important than natural Jew. But I don't want to get off on that, but I just want to say that is what this network, Five Stone, for those of you that are new, is really trying to get our people to, number one, do. We're trying to get our people to to seek the Father and be circumcised of the heart and not just be worried about the fleshly circumcision or being a natural Israelite. But we're, we're revealing who they are so they will see that they've been the people of the Father all along. He have never forgot about them. He have never forgot about them. And that their pain is detailed throughout the Scripture. Page by page by page is talking about them. I'm going to say it again. Well, Brother Seth, myself, and my co-hosts over the years, and even the guests that we've had, and we've had all kinds of guests, I forget, I forgot to mention that, on those shows. We've had all types of ethnic groups on those shows. We've interviewed people in Israel all over, y'all. Some of the callers have been in various parts of the world. Okay, We've been busy, y'all, over 600 shows on the Five Song Network. Again, you Google Five Song Blog Talk Radio, you can get all of our shows. Again, Soon to be moving to a Five Swim Song Network on YouTube. We already have the channel set up. I just haven't been loading up shows. But I just want to say, people quit wrestling and hating on this whole called Hebrew Israelites. Don't let those people buffet you, bully you, push you, because I'm beginning to believe a lot of these young people is not even saved in the first place. I'm talking about truly with the Father, spiritually. They're not a spiritual Jew. They're just Jew by nature. And they are Jew by, they are flesh Jew. You can't take it away from them. Israel is Israel. You can't take away from the natural Jew because Christ come along and created the spiritual Jew. You can't deny these people. The Bible talks about in Revelation. The Bible still going to work with them. All throughout the scripture, the Bible talks about Israel. Israel is the key focus of, this, of the whole Bible. He is always doing a work with them and is going to continue to do a work with natural Israel. But he's looking for those whose hearts circumcised, the spiritual Jew. That's who he's looking for. That's that remnant that the Bible talks about. I'm a part of that remnant, and I hope you are too, my brother and my sister. We're not playing. African-Americans need an overhaul in their culture. They've been lied to. They are not who they think they are. And they are darn sure not who they say we are. We love, we respect Facebook Live, those of you that have erased not three shows, but seven of my shows. Somebody is erasing Five Smooth Stone Network shows on Blog Talk Radio. So I want to talk to them uh, let me just say it like this. I don't want to direct the show to them, but I want to talk. I want them to hear me as well. Those who is making it their business to erase my Facebook Live. I thought it was three, and I was very upset. And then I found out it was seven shows. So, brothers and sisters, be in prayer for, you, for myself, because it really messed with me when people saw erasing shows that are just 
drenched in love and in love, out of love for all people, and people still hate. You got all these people acting a fool on Facebook and in social media, and they, they none of their stuff is getting erased. So pray a curse upon the people that is doing that, and pray also for their salvation. I mean that. So. Yes, pray a curse upon people that are standing against the kingdom of God. You have to pray a curse. Pray that they know that this curse is on them because of what they're doing to the righteous. We're trying our best to uplift our people and point them to becoming that spiritual Jew, but first understanding that they are the original Jews of the Scriptures. There is not a better way introduction to the gospel than to let African Americans know, folks, you're the people of the Bible. Y'all know about it to these what we call subcultures. A lot of our culture is not bad. A lot of the things we do it known to do is not bad. <clears throat> We've broken through all kinds of barriers. We are great people. We are a great people. We are a great people. So I just want to say this about the people in Israel, because a lot of people, I'm sure, want me to comment on that. Facebook probably has banned me or blocked me or hindered me because they erased my shows. Either they did it or maybe they didn't do it. Maybe some hackers did it. But my shows is erased. But I think Facebook did it because somebody charged my account uh, an X amount of money. And when I went to Facebook, I haven't heard anything. So that lets me know there's some foul play. So y'all be in prayer for me. But we can't be stopped. The truth can't be stopped. we got to keep going. I did let it encourage, discourage me. That's why I did no shows in the last week or so, because I've been so upset over that, y'all. It's just it's something when you work hard on these shows and you put it together and do research and, and then somebody come along because you think you're the Jews and they're upset. Especially now with what's going on in Israel, and we're from, you know. <laughs> so let me just say this. This is what I was working up to. Then we're going to get back to the purpose of Fashion Song and other things I really want to get around to. Brothers and sisters, I love the people that call themselves Jews. Let me sip a cup of coffee on that statement. I love them. It's not, I'm not playing with it, I'm not just saying it to be politically correct. I hate that any hair of their head was touched by Hitler. The people that call themselves Jews is loved by this brother right here. I can't speak for my co-hosts and guests. I can't speak for nobody else. I try to bring on people that do love all people, and I think they all do, by the way. But I'm saying, I'm talking about the, I'm, as the founder of the Five Sons Stone Network, I just want to go on record and let y'all know, I really do love those people. I just think they're wrong. I just don't believe they who they in my research, not your research, my research, I just don't believe they are who they say they are. I said I don't believe they are who they say they are. I said I don't believe they are who they say they are in scriptures. I think they're a victim of misinformation. The reason why I say that is because when I look at Deuteronomy 28, who Moses 
is talking to the real Jews, and he tells them how it's going to be with them forever. Here's when they was created, and here's today. Moses said, this is what you're going to go through from here to here. When I look at those prophecies that is to be upon Israel forever, I do not see the Jewish people lining up with that. Don't erase my videos. Don't hate on me. Don't mistreat me. Y'all can't prove it either. I'm over 60 years old. I've been talking to people all over the world. Nobody can answer what have they been through scripturally. They say, well, you sound crazy. You this, you that. You make fun of me. They say all kinds of stuff. I'm just a student. I'm saying teacher. I don't know. I got my hand up. Preachers, pastors, they don't have no answer. Especially when I say, how is it this people called the African-Americans live out every single one of them? They go silent on me. That's not fair to me. That's not fair to you. When these young people are saying, we're Jews, and they're acting a fool, you can't blame them a little bit because they're so rejected by pastors and preachers and everybody quiet. Pastors, preachers, leaders, teachers, educators, take your knowledge with your bad self, bad in a good way, with your educated self. Shut these people down with truth. You know why you don't? Because you can't. So with people not being able to really answer the question, is there any reason why there's fires in Israel? Is there any reason why there's confusion in Israel? That's all I'm going to say about that. And I'm going to back out and talk about who I believe we are. Leave those people alone in that event alone in Israel. Bible talks about in the latter days that the Father's going to bring a remnant of his people back to the land. I do not think that has happened. I don't care what happened in 1948. Again, no disrespect to the people in Israel, nothing like that. I just don't believe that's what the Bible said was going to happen, especially the way it happened. Israel, the Jews, is in exile to this very moment. Scattered out the four corners. And besides, I think it's disrespectful to be ignoring people that says we are Jews and they're in South Africa and they're West Africa and they have dark skin and they're keeping the Sabbaths and the feast days. Again, I have a different belief on that. I think the feast days, all of that was to remind us who we are. And I do think we should keep feast days for y'all start misunderstanding me. I do think we should keep those holy days, especially over our holidays. But not all of our holidays are evil if you just don't invite evil into it. You can celebrate the birth of Christ. See, that's right there that's different. Most Israelites don't think like that. Oh, they're hating on Christmas. 
No, I'm not going to hate nobody that want to elevate, worship, pay homage to Christ. You are out of your mind. I don't care if it's on the 25th. So when these people come on with this loudness, hollering about Christmas and Easter, holy days, somebody carved out a holy day and said, we're going to take this time aside on our earth and honor Christ. Because it was on a certain day and maybe it had pagan roots when it first started. But some kind of way Christ became the son of that thing or for some people. Yes, I know what it talks about decking the trees down. I'm not dumb. I'm not a novice here. But a tree in and of itself ain't evil. Bubs on a tree ain't evil. Exchanging gifts in and of itself is not evil. It's why you're doing it. Again, it's the spirit behind every single thing we do. Trees, bubs, Christmas carols, all of it. If it's to the Father, I will be a fool to sit here in this chair and tell you it's paganism. If it's to the Father. Now, if you're just doing buying gifts for the sake of buying gifts, then, yeah, you may be participating in paganism. But I don't think I've ever met anybody say, oh, I'm worshiping the, the pagan god or whatever. Just like the goddess Easter. I don't like the word Easter because Easter was a god of fertility. Yes, it was. Paganism, straight-up paganism. So maybe we should call that day of day of resurrection. But why would you get rid of the day? So that's why I say miss me with those Hebrew Israelites. I'm not with them, but I'm not hating them and putting them off. I am part of that nation, genetically speaking. Yes, I am, and they are absolutely right. And I thank the young people for reaching out and being in church or being or, or, or pursuing the Father, I should say, because they're definitely not in church. They're not pursuing the churches as we know of older people. My hat go off to them, honor goes to them for for cleaning up their life, coming off drugs, coming off alcohol, trying to live right, even trying to keep the Sabbath. The Sabbath is a blessing if you keep it in the in the in the way the Old Testament was. It is a blessing. It's just that that is not what the Father wants us to stop at. He don't want us to give him a day. Now he wants us to give him a life. I am not more holier like the Israelites was on the Sabbath. I'm not more holier on Saturday. I'm holy as holy on Tuesday, or supposed to be as holy on Tuesday as I am on Saturday. You know why? The Father took it away from us and put us in Christ. Now we're justified by faith and not by our works at all. How about that? But I don't believe we just loosey-goosey and just live any old kind of way. I just believe it's all spiritual. See, if it's done of the spirit and of the heart, you can't miss. Christ says, if you even look at a woman to lust after, you sin. That's different. Probably in the Old Testament, they can look and lust as long as they didn't do it, they was okay. No, the Father said, no, it's by the spirit. Those that worship me must worship me in spirit. And if you worship by the Spirit, if you're worshiping by the Spirit, brothers and sisters, you're going to keep laws. Oh, my God. We keep more laws than the so-called Jews, Hebrew Israelites. Folks, we are supposed to obey every single thing the Holy Spirit is saying. The Holy Spirit is the one that moved on the prophets to write the law. Do you not think he can't have enough leadership to lead us 
and keeping every single commandment the Father requires out of us? You're not supposed to mix garments. What does that mean? Why do you have that? And if that is what the Spirit gave them then, it's what the Spirit is going to give us now. So we look up and we see these guys on the street. Don't even know why. They're all wearing white tees. I, I, I did a show where I talked about behaviors of black people that is straight up in Hebrew culture, and they didn't even know it. Different things they do in the street. Street code, street language, and it's straight up Hebrew. Maybe I'll get into that. But I want I want to, I can't just forget that I have joined a lot of new groups. I think mean, I joined like 12 groups over the last 10 days. And they are probably listening to some of them. So I've got to finish up as to who I am and what is the Five New Stone Network all about. So please allow me to switch gears and go back to that. So, brothers and sisters, in 1980, 1991, I got the revelation in Deuteronomy 28, verse 46, and it was all doubt was erased. Once I got Deuteronomy 28, verse 46, what Moses says, they, these blessings and curses, again, here are the formation of Israel, here's Jacob, or y- Jacob, Yakub, Yakub, and here we are today. Moses said, these blessings and curses are going to be upon you forever. Again, if you as individuals live and obey that Ruach Kakadesh of the Holy Spirit, brothers and sisters, you do not have to worry about no curse for you individually. But I'm talking about a nation tonight. Your nation is a different story. And I want to say something to those that are saying, oh, you keep talking about the same stuff, brother. You keep talking about the same stuff. We don't get deeper. Do me a favor. Stay in your lane. This is my lane. I'm going to repeat some of these things forever. I don't feel it's my calling to go to the next step. Some of y'all are called to, 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 to move the people out of, uh, uh, get the remnant ready. To exit America I feel like I have a need to talk to those That ain't going to never leave America Don't want to even think about the idea The Bible talks about them too There's going to be people that just ain't going to even pay it no mind But they still Are his And they still need to know who we are The Father can't protect them Wherever we are So I don't believe because the remnant of us will go to Israel one day. Some of them already have left. I don't think it's time, though, by the way. I don't believe that those people that don't like none of what I'm saying right now don't even understand the remnant or what that means. I don't think they're going to be abandoned. If you trust the Most High and listen and continue to study, He is going to lead and guide you into all truth. And it may be that a lot of us will not ever see the land of Israel. And that's okay. As long as our heart is circumcised and we're following the Holy Spirit and Ruach HaKodesh daily. Don't mean I got it together, brothers and sisters. I talk like I do, but I just talk with confidence. I got issues. But I'm in Christ. My sins are hidden. I'm as righteous as the Most High Himself. 
Not because of me. Oh, no. It's because of a gift. Just like this ink pen. I was given the gift of righteousness because of the faith that God gave me. That was another gift. He gave me the gift to believe in the gospel. I wasn't there. Why do I believe it came, lived, died, rose again? Just do. I believe. I'm not playing. I really believe. I believe in Israelites. I believe in the whole scriptures. Well, because I believe, the Bible says he counts that as righteousness. What the Bible says. He counts this as righteousness. So it's not based upon laws, whether I keep them perfect or not, or even know about them. Now, I will say this. The laws was given to Israel to preserve them. To help them. Holy Spirit has given us today to lead and guide us into truth. The Bible says the truth make us free. So there will be a lot of freedom that we'll never see without obeying him. So this is why I say as a believer, New Testament believer, Israelite, folks, there are so many things we can't do. Even in our mind, in our spirit, in our heart. We just can't do it. But those that consider himself under the law, first of all, if they're offended in one area, the Bible says you're guilty of the whole thing. I don't want to spend no more time on that. So let's go back to, 19, uh, so Father gave me Revelation 1991, and uh, the we're Israelites, and I began to just share like crazy. Um, I would go on WCVG in Cincinnati uh, and just every day calling and talking about these kinds of things, not just we're Israelites, but talking about racism and and uh, what I call five smooth stones, the five things that was dear, dear to my heart. We call ourselves five smooth stones because of five topics, five topics, five topics. We talk, five things we talk about more than anything. Uh, and uh, those five topics, of five revelations, those five topics are nothing more than five topics that came out of five questions I asked the Most High. So I'm going to talk about those five questions. Again, I've joined about 12 or maybe 15 groups, and i got a lot of new followers. And like I said, I'm encouraging all of you to follow us on uh, YouTube. I'll, I'm, I'm going to share the channel later, not not today, but I'm going to talk about the channel. When, when I share the channel, we're going to already move a lot of our stuff over to YouTube because Facebook is erasing, like I said, seven of my if Facebook didn't do it, a hacker have done it. But I don't I think Facebook did do it because uh, I've reached out to them and there's nothing and just I'm, I'm getting a cold uh, coldness. And so I think they don't like what I'm doing. But brothers and sisters, we got to keep going. It's bigger than me. Facebook, I want you to listen to me. Those of you that are, uh, I know a computer, I ain't stupid, a computer, send my information to certain eyes, physical uh you got the automated filters that's, that's, that, that knows about us. And uh, Brother John Clark, it is good seeing you in the house, brother. But I've got a feeling he's in Kenya. He's probably sleepy. But if you can come on, I can bring you on. Uh, you can say hi to the people. But text me if you do. I don't want to put you on the spot, though. But Brother John Clark is one of the individuals that is a, uh, as I said earlier, uh, co-host on the Five Minutes Network. He can say hi to everybody real quick. That's if he wants to. But it's 4 o'clock there, so I don't expect him to 
be able to turn a video. But y'all remember, those of you that I'm glad I thought to say this, I'm moving too fast. But if you do have a question or a comment for me, you can call the number. Uh, right there it should be on the promo, uh, on the uh, information there. It's 914-205-5590. Again, you can com- talk to me. You can make a quick comment or a question and say hello by dialing 914-205-5590. I don't know why I didn't think to say this earlier. Again, you can comment. I'm going to go ahead and put the number in the uh, comments here. If you want to uh, talk to the guests or to the host myself, I'm going to type it right here. Um, but anyway, brothers and sisters, so Five Swing Stones is, uh, is uh, five topics that come out of five questions. Um, let's see, 205 So the number to call if you want to comment uh, or, or ask a question is 914-205-5590. One more time, the number you can call. To speak with Brother Seth and myself, it's 914-205-5590, all right? So do that, brothers and sisters. And uh, anyway, the, um, so I asked the Father five questions many years ago after, after uh, going through seeing racism in the church. I, um, I asked the Father five questions. And the five questions was these, brothers and sisters, not in this order. I was hearing back in the day, uh, back at this time, a lot of ministers say that uh, um, that God is getting ready to use Brother John. Say he can't come on, y'all. He's in Kenya, so he can't come on. But I really appreciate him. He says, "Hey, brother, woke up in the middle of the night, jumped up on Facebook, went down and saw that you're on." So he's obviously sleepy. But anyway, brothers, it's good to see you in the house. So I asked the Father five questions. These five questions translated into five topics, the five topics we call Five from the Stone. Okay? Even the jingle, Five Smooth Stones, that's by a pastor that actually laid hands on me many years ago and said God would use me and uh, take me places. And uh, that's Pastor Sam Nix. He wrote that song many years ago, and I found that song after I called the network, the Five Smooth Stone Network. So when you hear that jingle, Five Smooth Stone, that's a pastor that I was under for when I was a child, and uh, he was one of those. And I just happened to stumble upon one of his songs, and it was called Five Smooth Stone. So that's why we use that song. But the name Five Smooth Stone, I kind of looked over my life, and I had saw that I had these questions. Uh, to the Father uh, in 1988. I had questions after attending a convention that the Father was showing me was uh, drenched in racism. And it was Kenneth Copeland's convention. Now, I don't mean Kenneth Copeland is a false prophet or nothing like that, but I just perceived in my spirit, maybe not racism in terms of I hate black people, but white supremacy is a better word. I perceive white supremacy in a lot of the teachings that went forth at the Kenneth Copeland's Convention. Now, when I say white supremacy, let me say another word. Let me, let me. I do think some was white supremacy, by the way. But I, I'm, I'm gonna make it. I'm gonna say something else because I don't want to uh, 
bite the hand that fed me back at that time because that ministry was also instrumental in me learning a lot of things. The Father did a lot of things in this brother right here at that convention. I do not want to throw them under the bus. But a lot of our white brothers and sisters don't have our pain. They don't go through what we go through. They don't feel what we feel. Our problems are not their problems. One reason they're probably racing my show. They don't understand what I'm talking about here. I ended up asking a lady by the name of Candace State, and I've talked about this story so many times, so I'm not going to do well on it, but I remember Candace State and I talking, and she went off. Candace State went off. If you don't know Candace State, she's an O.R.B. singer. And she was singing at the convention. She's born again. And I asked her, do you feel like this convention is meeting the needs of our people? Candace Staten put her hand on her hip. Never will forget it. And she said, no, Seth. I introduced myself to her. She said, no. And it can't. No, she didn't say no, Seth. She says, no. And it can't. She says, nobody can reach our people like we can. That woman spoke to me from that spot at the Kenneth Culkin Convention. I walked her to her hotel lobby, and we stood at that Ramadi and whatever. It wasn't a Ramadi. It was the Hilton back in the day. It wasn't Hilton. High Regency. It was called a High Regency then. That woman talked to me for about an hour, like nonstop. I touch a nerve with her. So I asked the Father five questions at the convention because I felt like it wasn't meeting the needs of our people. Those five questions I asked turned into five topics, and that's what I call the Five Smithstone Network. To those of you that's one of those 15 groups I've joined, you tune in, you say, who is this guy? That's why we call it the Five Smiths on Network. So what were the questions? Questions was, Father, I keep hearing ministers say you're getting ready to use the black man. It's a lot of talk. Some of y'all are old enough to remember back in around 88, a lot of preachers were saying, God is getting ready to use the black man. God is getting ready to use the black man like never before. And the first is going to be last. And the last is going to be first. One more time. God is getting ready to use the black man. And the first is going to be last. And the last is going to be first. Kenneth Copa was the only one saying that. A lot of people were saying that. And I kept and I went to the Father. Because what happened was between 1987 and 1988, I found out something. I found, I discovered something I didn't know. I didn't know the church could be racist. I thought racism was in outside of the church. And once you come to God, there's no racism in the church. Went to Arlene's church, a church in Columbus called World Harvest. Met, just met this lady called Arlene Janet Wyndham. <laughs> it was one of our friends. I just happened to think of this. He had something called Question the Pastor. And I wrote, John never heard this. It would be, be interesting him to hear this. But I wrote a piece of paper. What does God have to say about racism in the church, or white supremacy in the church? I wrote that on a piece of paper to give to Rob Parsley 
they was passing this mic. This guy was running with this mic, and you can question the past. I think they had it on Wednesday nights or something. And I had that question. The guy that I gave that question to, to ask the pastor who was standing up there, and you're supposed to speak into the mic and ask, no, you're supposed to speak to the person running around with Actually, yeah, you're supposed to tell this guy, he's supposed to tell Rob, ask Rob Parsons the question. He never asked him. The brother came back to me and wrote this wrote this down on his own, some uh, usher or whoever was, whoever was called. He said, there is none. He never asked the pastor. In other words, there is no white supremacy in the body of Christ. You see what I mean? That's what I thought too, though. But not at that time. At, that's when the Father showed me. So in 88, he had showed me racism in the church. So I asked the Father's question. And, I, well, I found out, I got, I'm, I'm trying to move fast, but i got to slow it down, y'all. Again, this is a kind of an intro show to those that are tuning in for the first time. I just slow it down. I want to jump to this other stuff, this media stuff, but i got to be pay homage to these new people. So the word was God's getting ready to use black men like never before. The first is going to be last, and the last is going to be first. What's wrong with that word? Folks, they tore up the convention center. He said in 1987 first, and I rejoiced mightily. Oh, my God. 20,000 people, white people were rejoicing like crazy, like, yeah, it's about time. And I think they, someone meant it. I don't think it was, I think someone really meant it. I think some of them. Black people, of course, shouted. Now watch what happened. Brothers and sisters, between 87 and 88, the Father showed me how racism can be in the church. It broke my heart. Because I didn't think racism could be in the church. This is all talking about how we wind up being or doing this five-week on network. So, 88, I found out something white people do. A lot of our white brothers and sisters, what they do. When they don't want to give up being racist, they'll say to black people, talking about those in the church born again, yes, I believe they're born again too. They love us in their mind. You can't say they don't love us. They do. A lot of people love each other and they're healthy. They just love us in an unhealthy way, some of them that are born again. So one thing I found out they do, because they have a stronghold, not all whites, of course, and I don't have to say that no more tonight, for time's sake. But a lot of our white brothers and sisters, they have a challenge. They have a stronghold. They've been taught and raised a certain way to look at us. And someone will go to the grave and never change. So here's what they do when they become born again and Father tries to deal with them. They'll say things like this. Brother, Lord's going to bless you. Lord's going to do this. Lord's going to do that. He has his hand all on your life. And one day you're going to be able to do this. And one day you're going to be able to do that. And one day you're going to leave us white people. They'll say something along those lines. Lord is, Lord is going to, Lord's going to use your people. They'll say something like that. That means I don't want to give it up right now. That is racism, y'all. And I felt it like in a way I cannot go into right now. So, when Kenneth Copeland, a year later, that was 87, when he first said it, God is going to use a black man like never before. And the first is going to be last. 
and the last is going to be first. Now, that was before all these pastors on road popped up all over the country, really the world, with white followings. That is brand new. So I think they were right, but let me tell you what happened. So that was in 87. Everybody was saying it. So in 88, when Kenneth Copeland said it, he said something else. He said the same thing. I tell you what, God is getting ready to use a black man like never before. First going to be last, and last is going to be first. People shouted again. Then he went on to say something else when he said that, though. He said, I got something to tell black people, but the Lord has not released me to say it right now. When the Lord released me and said, you're going to shout, you're going to, something to the fact that you're going to tear up this convention center, you're going to go crazy, basically, in a nutshell. I just sit like this. My heart was kind of broken from seeing racism that last year in the churches, and I just figured, these people, they're just not good. So I was prompted to go up back to, to the convention center. I went home. And go talk to Candace Staten. That's a whole other topic. I have, to, I have to skip it for now. But how did it happen? I asked God to bring her to me and how she came close enough to me for me to know that there was a father. And I asked her that question. Make the long story short, Candace Staten went off talking about, yes, you're right what you're feeling. There is racism in the church. They're sensitive to our pain. It don't mean they mean to do it on purpose. They just, their agenda is not meeting the needs of our people. Brother, so that blew me. That blew me away. I needed her because of her status and her so close to. I thought the culprit. She corrected me on that too. So when Kenneth Copeland said that in '88, I didn't rejoice, and I went home and I didn't cry. Uh, Janet and those of you there in the chat room, uh, those of you listening, I didn't cry, but I was brokenhearted, really brokenhearted. And when I get this brokenhearted, the Father answers quickly. He really does. That's one time he comes through strong for me. I don't know what it is, but when I break down like that, so I asked the Father five questions because I no longer could trust white people, especially white men. They have a stronghold. Do I think they're born again? Yes. Do I think they're from the Father? Yes. But like a lot of us, Father tells us, the Holy Spirit tells us, we don't do it. They're strongholds. I don't care who you are. Very few people can say he's Lord of all. I only do what he say and do it all the time. If you were like that, you'd have to turn your world upside down. And people would know about you like they know about Christ. And that's not to put you down, but it's just to say we're in a war with our flesh, with evil spirits, with worldliness, with baggage that we have. Father still gets glory in our life, and I thank him for it. A lot of you are doing very good. You, you, you are sold out. You are trying. And I just thank the Father that we are fighting. We're in a, we're in a war. And some of y'all's heart is like David. But some of y'all have had the same kind of sins he had. So that's the father, five questions. What is what you're using to black man? I don't believe it. 
So those of you that think I'm racist like some of you Facebook monitors is looking at me, I asked the Most High what is with him using the black man. I said, I think they're just toying with us. Why would you use the black man? I thought you didn't call, call, was concerned with color. I thought you was, was concerned with character. So if the white man seek you, turn over his heart to you, you're not going to use him. You're going to use a black man. Yeah, I didn't believe it. It sounded racist to me. Brothers and sisters, I'm lying, I'm flying. I asked the father five questions. Probably more than that, but these are the five things I remember. I was always asking questions, but I remember asking these five. What is what you use in the black man? Then I went on to ask him another thing. Can I understand the book of Revelation? Tidy people torn with my mind. I no longer trust Hilton Sutton, Kenneth, Kenneth Hagen. Pat Robinson, all these people talking about end-time prophecies like today, I still don't trust them. Well, brother, that sounds like bitterness. No, not really. It's just certain people, even in my family. After you show me a few things, keep showing me who you are, I believe you. They have a stronghold. Our white brothers and sisters, and and, and y'all know how I am. Well, maybe you don't know because some of you are new. Again, I've joined about 15 new groups. I believe white supremacy is a philosophy. I don't think white supremacy is white people. I think they have it stronger because they don't have interaction with black people. But I think black people, some of them suffer from white supremacy. It seems almost worse than whites because we have the same school teacher. We have the same system that's teaching us even after we get out of school. We watch the same news that is feeding these lies, deception, ignorance of whites being superior, blacks inferior. We went to college and got the same degrees that ignored Africa and dark-skinned contributions all over the world. We go to the same churches with these white images everywhere, these lying white images because the Bible wasn't about white people. It's no disrespect to white people. White people is just black people whose forefathers missing pigmentation. So we've been raising this system of lies and deception and ignorance. So white supremacy is a philosophy. If I teach this the way, the proper way, you will be able to see the same sickness, the same sickness in black people. Everything white people do that are racist, if you look careful, black people doing the exact same thing to each other. I do mean the exact same thing. I think this black people are just a little bit better off because we interact with each other. We see the beauty of us. We know how somebody can be dark, dark, dark and uh, be just beautiful character. Whereas our white brothers and sisters may see them and think the worst case scenario, oh, they're so black, they're so... So we, we've interacted with black women, black men, black teens. We know how somebody so-called black can have 
dreads and just be have a heart of gold. We're not somebody can look polished and be a devil. White brothers, some of our white brothers and sisters haven't been have that opportunity. Now, see, I know for a fact Facebook have got me on a filter because normally by now there's a room full of people. When I come on, I ain't been on for a while, there should be a lot of people. But I know what they're doing. They're saying this is the guy that speak out against the Jewish people, so we're going to put him on lockdown so nobody can hear. That's what they're doing. Just, just stupid. I shouldn't say stupid. I take that back. Just ignorant. These white people are not devils. They just got wrong information in their head. I'm not the enemy. If you listen to me, there'll be peace in the Gaza Strip. If you listen, if you really listen to what I'm saying, I have Israeli friends. I have people that consider themselves Jews. I have people, Palestinian friends. If you listen to me, and what I'm sharing are the truth of the scriptures more more important than not me, not me, there'll be peace. Are you trying to say you got the answers? No, I don't have no answers. But the Father has answers. Who are the people of the Bible? Yeah, they don't want to hear the truth. So I asked the Father, number one, what's what you're using the black man? Number two, can I understand the book of Revelation? Can I understand? I can't trust these people. Just like you can't trust people. Some of you sitting up like the people... Some of you people listen to me, hear something I'm not about because you've been so poisoned. I love all people. All people. Well, the Hebrew is like, I done told you, miss me with some people. I, I'm with them in terms of DNA. They're my relatives. They're part of my nation. But I'm as, I'm as different than night and day. I'm of the spirit, they're of the law. There's a big difference. I believe we're not supposed to sin in our spirit. They're sitting up talking about being somewhere on the Saturday, you know, not moving around. Different. It's night and day. But I love them, and I praise them to some degree for doing what they're doing. I honor them, and I encourage them to, to, to study scriptures more and whatever... They do. I encourage the young people to love all people. White people in power has been put there by the Most High because of the rebellion of Israelites. But the good news is their season of ruling is up. Questions are going to come, come out of what's going on in Israel. Why? Father is not done with us. So that's the father can't understand the book of Revelation. Definitely can't trust white males. Do not trust white males, talking about end time prophecy. Well, brother, some of them people really are born again. Let me tell y'all something. It is impossible to understand the book of Revelation without knowing who the real Israelites are. You're going to cause problems. You're going to be egging on people that are not Jews thinking they're Jews, and they're going to go and act out. They're going to, they may go up to people and say, this is my land. No, it's not. Yes, it is. And just take it and then be fights until this day. There ain't never no peace in Israel. That is not what the Father says is going to happen when Israel becomes a nation. Read your Bible. 
But I don't want to put you down because I don't have it like that. Love those people. And I'm not just saying it to be just politically correct. No, really, genuinely, if you don't love them, strive to where you do have a genuine love for the Jewish people and the Palestinian people, which we never heard that part. For sure the Palestinian people, too. Are you kidding? So this is the love channel. Those of you new and you on on the law, if that's where you at and you don't understand what I'm saying, continue to keep the law. Continue. Because that's all you know. you got to stick with your faith. Whatever the Bible said we do, we're supposed to do it with faith. If you don't understand what I'm saying, keep, but keep listening to me. Keep listening. Because I'm not sitting up here telling you not to keep no law. That's something you can't say. But anyway, so I asked the Father another question. I asked him again five questions, brothers and sisters, and those five questions turned into five topics that we call the Five Smooth Stones. Again, I'm Brother Seth Turner, creator of the Five Smooth Stone Network. We've been blogging since 2011. I've been talking about these five topics, though, since about 1991 when I got the big revelation. So I the Father, also, what's going on in the world? What's going on in the world? Let me tell you all something. If you forget everything I'm saying, we're going to take a little break, and we're going to finish up. I said we're going to take a break, and we're going to finish up. A little quick break, and we're going to finish up. But let me just share something with you all real quick. If you would do one thing, a lot of revelation will come to you. He said, Seth, you change. You're not just confident. You're talking like you just it. Not that I'm it or I'm arrogant or none of that. It's just the guy give it to me like this. It's like we have this cord. Pretend this tape is a cord connected to our head. And, and it's going up to a source. Just pretend. I know I look crazy. But just imagine a cord going up to a source. The Father gave it to me like this. The reason why a lot of y'all can't hear what I'm saying, especially people on Facebook, modern security people trying to hide and protect the God's people, the Jews, listen to what I'm saying. You have this connected to your head. And when somebody like me say anything, you can't hear me. You've been hearing truth all your life. This is old. You've heard this before. Heard what? The fact that the early earth was black. Civilization started with black people. You've heard all your life. I'm going to keep this on my head. I know I look crazy, but I want to make a point. The reason why you haven't changed is because of this thing right here. It's downloading information to you. Even while I talk. Even when other people talk. Even when some people white talk, you can't hear them because if they go against this, you can't hear them. What is this? Well, I'm going to tell you what it is. Hope y'all get a mental picture. Remember this image of me with this blue tape to my head. But it's like a, a cable cord. God showed me this. I'm not lying. Guess what this cord is. It's whiteness. It's white supremacy. It's the West. It's people that went throughout the whole earth 
renaming and redefining and destroying and creating illusions and deceptions, the new world order. And they got us all thinking things that don't have nothing to do with the Bible, nothing to do with God, nothing to do with Yah or Yeshua. I know there's various names, Yahweh, Shah, and all this. I'm not on that. That's what I mean by staying with the spirit and stuff. Some of y'all stuck on the law. Hear me out. So because you got this thing stuck to all of our heads, if you're born in the West, you never went anywhere in the world and study other cultures, study other thought patterns, study other histories, basically you are a white man, a white woman. There's nothing wrong with being white. And I probably shouldn't say it because there's some white people that are not students of white supremacy. They fight it. But what I'm trying to say is we think like Westerners. We think like white people. Black people think they're free. No, you are just, you know, a little bit somebody African, but you are educated by this. Some of us have been fighting stuff all our lives. It's because of the devotion and dedication and allegiance to this thing. We can't hear nothing Father is saying through the Ruach HaKadosh. We're hearing him, but it sounds so foreign. We question his spirit because of this right here. So one day, the Father, through his Holy Spirit, severed this thing. Watch what I'm about to say. If you don't remember nothing else I say tonight, remember this. When the Father severed this thing, I want you to listen to me. It's maybe why I'm doing this show tonight. When he severed that trust in white people, it was on. I said, when he severed my trust, as Willie Lynch talked about, they must only trust us. When he severed the trust, I start questioning everything. My mother, my father, my pastor, myself. Because I realize I'm Frankenstein. I'm an invention. I'm smart. Intelligent. I can make a living. I can raise a family. Not everything I do is bad. I can do a lot of good things. I can impress a lot of people. But I'm Frankenstein. I'm an invention. Some people call it a nigger. I won't go that far. I used to say that, but I need to not say that. But it's an invention of white people. It's not like white people somewhere... I'm not talking about the little white person across the street. So free yourself if you're listening and you're white. I'm not talking about you don't have the power. People in power don't listen to me. I'm talking about those in power. That really is your enemy too because they have an allegiance to Satan. Now, white people thinking, oh, you're in the good old boy network. Okay, you may get a little benefits here and there, but I'm telling you at the end of the day, you're being played. If you knew who you are and you knew who we are, You will love our people.
and you know who we really are, you will love our people. We your last hope. The Bible says, those that bless you, come to real Jews, those that bless you, I will bless. And those that curse you, I will curse. What you call a lifestyle and living, you may not even notice, but you will curse. Well, we got more than y'all. You do. We can go on vacation. You guys can't for the most part. We go all over the world. You're right. We have investments. You guys don't. You're right. But how is it you're not happy? Why is white women the number one users of antidepressants? Why come rich people, some of you, well off, how come you just can't come go somewhere and sit down and enjoy and be a blessing to people? Why do you continue to cause problems? You are not right. I'll wrap this show, y'all. I'm going to take a little short break. We'll come back because we got people like my sister here, Janet, on the East Coast. And uh, and they, I think they're an hour ahead of us. And no, she's not on the East Coast, but anyway, they're our head, and I want to be sensitive to that, so we're going to wrap up. But I want to just quickly try to go finish this up, y'all. I know I'm going so slow. I'm just trying to finish up here. But again, this is this is, turns out to be an intro. I thought I was going to be doing one thing on the show, and I'm just this is how I do. I put all this stuff out there, and I feel bad because people tuning in to hear certain things. I apologize if you tune in to hear certain things that I haven't got on yet. But y'all, we got a lot of new people, and I've got to... Let them know what I'm about, because next week they may not want to listen to me if they don't know what I'm about. I'm a lover. That's number one. I love all people. I may may not have it right, but I'm going to keep trying to love you more and to present things that I know for sure that the Father has done in my life. I always want what things others have. Yep. Um, so another question I ask the Father, what is going on? I say, Father, I can't trust nothing I see. What's really going on? I turned everybody off. Mama, father, everything I've learned, I've questioned it. And it's like I stepped outside of myself to watch myself and what I'm thinking and what I'm saying. The father, that's when the father showed me. Well, that's not when the father, yes, that's when the father showed me I was a white supremacist. He showed me white supremacy in me. I didn't think black people could be a white supremacist. Otherwise, it was this. No, that's just notorious white people that be saying, white power, white power. Oh, no, no, They're always a scapegoat, and they like scapegoats, those in power. No, white supremacy is a global philosophy believed by anybody that turns on the West. You can be in Africa. Some of them Africans come here, and they are full of self-hate. Full of it. But if you listen to them long enough, you hear the West. They worship the West. The only thing that's not suffering from white supremacy is though they don't have a TV, radio, in, in, in no interaction with the West. So, Father, what's going on? I don't trust ABC, CBS. I see. I hear there's wars planned, some wars planned 30 years in advance. I'm hearing something called, back then it was called a New World Order. What is that? This is in 19, 
roughly 1988. There was a lot of on the world order, but I was hearing about it. Eustace Mullen had a book out and other people. Oh, Eustace Mullen, how would you pronounce his name? What's going on? I'm for, I'm for, I heard back then there was fake news. That what you're hearing, I heard that the news were paid and, and there's powerful people that own these stations that the only ones certainty to get out. So I said, Father, what's going on? I can't trust white people no more. If you would just get rid of the trust in white people. Somebody said, you sound stupid. They own everything. I know. Except all the colleges are white. I know. How do you expect to not listen? you got to remember this. White people are 10% of the world's population. Don't you think it's time you start listening to the 90% of the world's population? Your entertainment is too white. Your church is too white. Well, I go to all black churches. No, 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 no. You don't go to no black church. You may go to a church where everybody's black, but what y'all are doing in those churches is influenced by white people. You know nothing. I can play some music right now that's from African or other cultures, and you'd be like, oh, I don't like that. Even though we, we do stuff with white people, you know, we, we go for something. Okay, that's stuff we created, but the, the the theology behind the singing and what we're singing about and when we sing and how often we sing it, and here's the, really the, what I'm really trying to say, what we don't sing about, what we don't even know to write, the songwriters don't even know to write about because we're all following a narrative. I'll get into it more, but I promise you, black churches are not as black as you think. They're trying. They're trying. But there are some teachers out there that's got some fire, and they don't know nothing about the West. There are some people from Australia and Africa, remote parts of Africa, they really walk with the Father. They say Africa is the most spiritual continent there is, man. We don't hear nothing from them people. So, yes, we're worshiping the Father. Yes, I think he accepts a lot of our worship, but our worship is tainted. That's what he showed me. Seth, you're worshiping me, but from the stance of white supremacy. That's how I pray these, these, ask these five questions. What is going on? I'm, I'm talking about five questions that's about to lead to five answers. So I'm going to finish this last five quick questions. And then I'm going to give you the five topics. We're going to wrap up this show in a little bit. So what's with, what is really going on? The next question I asked was, again, not in no certain order. Another question I asked the Father was, um, were there any blacks in the Bible? I said, Father, I don't care. This is how I prayed it. Y'all want to know how, this is how I said it. I said, Father, I don't care. What color Christ was. And at the time, I believed he was white. Hanging up all in my house and stuff. I said, I don't care. I said, but was there anybody that looked like me? I'm hearing that Christ was black. But I didn't ask him about Christ being black. I asked him, I said, was there anybody in the Bible that looked like me? That's why I asked him. What's wrong with that question? One day, your grandkids or your great-great-grandkids are going to ask you that. They're going to ask us. It was just like I was a child and I sit up on the father's lap and I said, hey, was there anybody that looked like me? Y'all listen to me. 
This is who the Five Swoops on Network. This is what it is. I'm the founder. I try to get co-hosts that's in line with all of what I'm saying. Some of them disagree here and there, but for the most part, we are Israel. We've had on guests and calls. This is what we're about. Those who just listen to this brother. So I ask God what's going on, and then I ask God again, was there any blacks in the Bible? And I thought he was going to say this. Over here in the scriptures, in Isaiah, or here's black people, here's Hispanic, here's, I was so ignorant. I thought God was going to show me a rainbow Bible. No. I wanted, sometimes today still want to, people will be so, be so rejected. I want to give all the people the world something. I can't do that. It ain't my nature. People of the Bible is black. All of them. Well, white skin do appear in the Bible. It's a recessive trait like it is today. Just because those recessive people go off and, and mingle and mingle among themselves and come out of a mighty nation, that don't mean they're ancient people, an ancient nation. They're not ancient. Europe hasn't always been. I do this almost seem like every show seems like. Here's Adam and Eve. Here we are. Here is Europe as a nation, when they form as a nation, the way it is now. There's thousands and thousands and thousands and thousands and thousands and thousands of years of dark-skinned people. Your Bible is full of people of color. And they will love white people because they recognize who they. These thousands of generations will love white people. That's why I can't give them no hate the white man thing. Because these people saw white throughout their journey that was albinos. It just wasn't a nation yet. Eventually those people became a nation, rejected by a lot of the people, but loved by many. White people are black people. They are Africans. It's stupid to not to say different. Not stupid, but it's ignorant. I quit saying that. I apologize. It's pure ignorance to think that the Bible had a white nation. I don't even think the Roman soldiers in Jesus' day was white. I don't believe that. How we know? They could lie about the whole thing. These people known to lie. The Catholic Church, sorry, they've been known to lie. And they have to tell us these lies. Last, nothing I'm saying. Y'all, I'm trying to wrap up. But another thing, y'all got to understand how much they need to lie. They have to lie. Lying is a big business. You cannot control people telling the truth. Let me prove what I'm saying. Again, you cannot control people by telling the truth. When you tell the truth, they're free to worship God. No man control can control humanity with the truth. If everybody knows the truth, they're going to worship God. You have to tell people lies to control them. Let's bring it all the way down to your house. Not all of you, but some of you don't tell your kids everything. Because you're trying to control them. You don't tell your wives everything. Because you're trying to control her. You don't tell your husbands everything. 
because you're trying to control them. You don't even like to think about a certain truth because you're trying to control your own life. So lying, deception, and ignorance is big business. They need the lies. I even think God allowed Satan to go throughout the whole earth to poison the mind of these albinos in the caves of Europe and to think in certain things because the Father knew I'm going to use these people to chastise my planet. So to my white brothers and sisters listening tonight, again, most of y'all ain't got no power. You like us. You, you Us meaning so-called African Americans. I think it's always like you don't have no power. You work on a nine to five. I'm not talking to you really. You don't have the power to be like this. You just got some called white privilege. You privilege here and there. You think that's something. That is nothing. I'm trying to talk about something so sinister you should really be paying attention right now. If African Americans or Israelites are the real Jews, you should be trying to bless us. I'm not talking about no money, but I'm not excluding it either. Things change the way you look at us. And some of you are so smart. No, really, you're smart. You need to teach this. By a lot of people who look like you, to never accept Brother Seth. They just ain't gonna never accept me. You need to teach it. You need to challenge your pastors. You need to go to black people and say, do you know who you are? And tell them who you are too. Tell them how the Father call your people. Listen, y'all. The Bible says, for lo, I will call all of the families of the north, north of Israel. The Bible says, he will call all of the families of the north. You think I'm lying? Go to Jeremiah 115. If this happened one time in the Bible, this will explain why Israel looked the way it looked. Egypt and all the area has been whitened. Listen to Jeremiah 115. I'm reading straight from the King James Version. I don't really know other versions. Really. Jeremiah 115 in your Bible says, For lo, I will call all. If I take all of the space between here and there, what space is left? None. If I use all of my fingers, if I use, let me slow it down, if I use all of my fingers, how many fingers is left if I put down all? None. He said, I will call all of the families of the kingdoms of the north. The crusades is biblical. Well, lo, I will call all of the families, all, all of them. Are you north of Israel? Yeah, our country is north of Israel. Okay, you have business in Israel. You have business to take over the world. Listen, but lo, I will call all the families of the kingdom of the north, said the Lord, and they shall come. Here's how I call the man come. He says, and they shall come. Oh, they're going to come. Listen, and they shall come, and they shall set everyone his throne or his headquarters, at the entering of the gates of Jerusalem. 
So the father called everybody north of Israel to come to Israel and set up camp there. Let me read the scriptures because some of y'all like to me to do it that way. For lo, I will call all the families of the kingdom of the north, said the Lord, and they shall come. And they shall set every one his throne at the end of the gates of Jerusalem. And against all the walls thereof round about. That just means they was going to wreak havoc on Israel. So it was a time the north was emptied on Israel. I'm trying to show you how the whitening up of that area. And against all the cities of Judah. He went on to say in verse 16, he's going to utter all he's going to utter his judgments against those people. Verse 16, and I will utter my judgments against them. Who? Israel. I will utter my judgments against them, touching their wickedness, who have forsaken me and have burned incense unto other gods and worship the works of their own hand, which is happening today. We make cars, we worship them. So the Father is saying he's going to bring a nation from the north. So white people, tell black people, your people, there's more scriptures. I'm Russian. There's, I count over 20 passages that talk about the Father's hissing. One scripture says he will hiss, H-I-S-S. He will hiss to the nations in the north. He will hiss to the nations in the north. Hey, he called these people to chastise his people. Yes, he did. He did it throughout the scripture. The Bible talks about how he would sell his people to the heathen, sell his people to their enemies. But here is where he talks about bringing down people from the north. So white people. You're in power not because you're smart. I know it looks like it on the surface. That's why black people use this hating white people. Y'all need to really think about what you're saying because you make them look more powerful than they are. They don't have no power. The Father's using them. How can 10% of the world control 90% of the world? It does look on the surface like they must be superior. And that's, that's what birthed white supremacy throughout the whole earth. And that's why it's so strong because how these people are ruling. No, God has been with them for a season. But we've been here 400 years. We just elapsed that. And time is up. Time is up. White people, white brothers and sisters who I love, your time is up. You know your time is up because you can't even hold your numbers. You're mixing your... your White people is being in seventy five years they say this country won't even be white. But you're gonna exist, it's just the white skin one. So this philosophy is gonna die down. And the Father has released truth in the earth and that's why I'm here. The Bible says, For lo I will call hunters to hunt them out, Israelites. I will call hunters to hunt out Israelites and fishes to fish out Israelites in the latter days. What are you talking about? Listen to the description. Jeremiah 16 and 16. Jeremiah 16 and 16. Listen to this. King James Version Bible, always. Behold, I will send many fishes. This is me. This is Five Swimstone Network. You that are new to the network, and I'm about to get into this last question I asked the Father in the quick topic. I will not be able to take a break. Maybe a little. Nah, we won't take a break tonight. So listen. Behold, I will send many fishers, saith the Lord. And they shall fish them. Fish who Israelites out. That's what I'm doing. I'm just fishing them out. I'm just saying, no, wait a minute. We're the Israelites. And he has to do this. You see what's going on in Israel now? That's because the fishers ain't came. And the hunters ain't came. We're here now. We're saying, no, 
Relook at who the Israelites are. We relook at when Israel is to become a nation for real. Jeremiah sixteen sixteen, King James Version. For he said, Behold, I will send many fishers, saith the Lord, and they shall fish them. And after I will send many hunters, and they shall hunt them from every mountain. Now you gotta keep in mind, back then everything had mountains, it was just flat land. Now we got buildings and cities and all that. But he says, from out of every mountain, from every hill, and, and, and out of the holes of the rocks, he is gathering his people. If they don't know who they are, they're supposed to be doing drive-bys. If they don't know, if they, if they don't have nothing in their head, especially if they got this thing connected to their head, they're going to be acting out. We have been taught about a Position, position in the play, and we're not supposed, we're not that people. We're acting out lies that have been put in our head, and whites is acting out superiority that's been put in their head, and it's all a lie. We are not who we say we are, and we're not who they say we are. I should say we're not who they say we are, because all we do is what they say. So we're not who they say we are, we're not who we say we are, because who we say we are is actually copying what they say we are. All of it's a lie. We are Israel. We are the people of the Bible. Our nation is the elder son. We are supposed to turn to the Father and 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 evangelize the world. Show them a pure way. There's something about African Americans. I don't care where you find me. Are gonna always have that name in his mouth. The name in his mouth. His name in their in their body. They can be on the street. They can be in prison. They always be talking about God. Trying to pray. Trying to give. Credit to God. They can be rappers. They can be whatever they are. It's, it's just us. That's because we them people. You can throw away you want to, pastor, is what I'm saying. You can keep throwing me out, rejecting me. Fine, reject me. I reject me even sometimes. But what about this message? It burns in my soul. We are not going to be right till we get our identity right. Ain't nothing going to We can't vote our way out of this, protest our way out of this, shoot our way out of this, gun our way out of this, bomb our way out of this. We can't do it. We Israel. And we have to holy our way out of this. We have to turn to the Most High, be in love with Him, rejoice in Him, praise Him, and lead the nations through our lifestyle and through our mouth like I'm trying to do tonight. That's why I invite the Indian listeners. I know y'all listen. Those on my job, I know you're listening. I ain't got no hate for none of y'all. I'm saying we're Israelites. We're about to get our act together and take this show on the road, so to speak. So the last question I asked the Father, again, I asked him, were there blacks in the Bible? Last question was, can I see the world? I asked him that. Because I'm tired of these white people. I don't hate them, but I'm just tired of their lies. They have strongholds. They're not going to tell the truth. They just struggle with that. So this is the five topics that came. We're wrapping the show. Five topics. First, I mentioned five answers, and then five topics. The answer to the guy using the black man, he ain't using no black man because they're black. He's using the black man because of what he has to say in the latter days, white people ain't going to take. White people, white people ain't going to teach. That's why they send up shutting down my shows, counts and stuff. They're not going to want to teach it because it exposes their nakedness. 
They're not going to talk about that we've been Israelites. They're not going to talk about the first earth being black. They're not going to talk about a recessive trait, what white skin really is. They're not going to talk about Leviticus 13. That's why it's going to be black pastors that are happening today. That's why there's so many black pastors. What the Father is going to be doing. White people just, they're going to be rebellious. And those black churches that's in the bed with white supremacy. Not white people per se, white supremacy. So all white people ain't on white supremacy. A lot of them hate it like I do and fight it even more than I do. A lot of my teachings come from them. Hope I don't have to keep saying that. No, he ain't not using black men because they black. He using them. He is gonna be using them like they said, but not because they black. It's because they obedient. And where black churches is in the bed with these white, white supremacy, they're not gonna be used either. That's why a lot of these churches ain't growing. Where God is, is going to be growth. Everywhere Christ went, if, if he had typically don't talk, because if they talk, they're going to grow. Then the bed with white supremacy. I know a lot of growth is, is not good growth. I understand that too. Number, number two, the book of Revelation, wrapping up really quickly. Well, he showed the book of Revelation. Not all of it. He began to, I began to understand the book of Revelation. So much so I recognize that America is not who they think they are either. They're Babylon. They're the holy straddles of waters that make the nations drunk with their wine. Yes, full of witchcraft. They think they have Christ. No, they have witchcraft. White supremacy is nothing more than witchcraft. It's a spell. Got people under a spell where they can't even hear the Holy Spirit because the Holy Spirit sounds foreign. Some of these things I'm saying, some of y'all are saying, I thought that. Yeah, what fault it? Why didn't you accept it 30 years ago? White supremacy is a cord attached to your head. And the father's going to have to sever that cord. And that's what I'm trying to do tonight. Or what he's maybe trying to do tonight through me. So, book of Revelation. He did it. He began to reveal uh, not just that, that we're Babylon, but other things. What's really going on? In a, new, in a nutshell, I've done. A, I have a show called New World Order Watch Society. New World Order Watch Society. So you will Google Blog Talk Radio Five Smooth Stone. New World Order Watch Society. You can hear us talking about the government and secret societies and what they're doing, Illuminati and controlling the controlling the water. Control just just what's really going on. Like I asked the father, what's really going on? That's the New World Order. We don't do those shows no more. We just talk about what's going on. We just don't do the show devoted to it because it's very depressing to hear your world been taken over. We don't believe elections are real. We think local red elections are real, but I don't think we put in no president. Should we keep voting? Yes, out of respect for our poor parents, but I do not believe in it. Okay. Uh, were there blacks in the Bible? I already covered that. The Bible is people of color. They weren't called black. They may actually think more like a lot of our white brothers. Some people rule the world. They're very arrogant. They created our civilization. These people didn't answer to no white people. They would probably wouldn't even like us the way we think. I'm talking about the earth before Europe. It's a powerful people. Inventions that did not touch the ozone. Builders of the pyramid, et cetera, et cetera. Can I see the world? Well, yes, you can see the world. 
I was able to go to 24 countries, and what I shared over those shows, 600 shows, is amazing. What the Father did, a lot of what He gives me, I've gotten on foreign soil. So here's the five topics, and we're wrapping up. The five topics are the revelation of the Israelites, Hebrews. The revelation of the Hebrew Israelites. That's one of the topics we deal with. There's five smooth stone represent five topics. That's one topic we talk about. Another thing we talk about is something called leprosy. We get into white skin and black skin, how we're all the same. It sounds offensive when you first hear it, but when you really get into Bible leprosy, not the leprosy you got in your head. Whatever you think of in your head right now, just erase it. I promise you, if you just will listen. I've had white people come on this show. Uh, if you listen to some of the shows, again, Google Blog Talk Radio, Five Smooth Stone, Leprosy. And you will hear a, a loving message of how in the Bible days, white skin was associated, a type of leprosy was considered white skin. It wasn't like you're thinking in your head right now, sores and all that, because the Bible says when you cover with whatever this is, if you think it's sores, well, answer this question. Why does the Bible say when you cover with it from head to toe, then you accept it? Are you clean? You can go among the people. It can't be what you think it is. I submit it's just simply white skin. Again, you've got to go listen to the teaching. I can't do it no justice now. That's one of the topics we talk about, leprosy, the origin of white skin. You'll find out that white people really are Africans. It sounds offensive, but if you will listen, it unites humanity. It's the biggest backbreaker we have to white supremacy, the teaching on leprosy. It's the shortest message I have. But it's lethal because if this is true, it makes sense that the Israelites have to be people of color. And if that's true, what's going on in Israel? Another revelation is white supremacy. We talk about white supremacy like nobody else do because I believe white supremacy is a philosophy and not a people. There's a lot of white people that do not protect. They, they are more against white supremacy than black people are. And there's black people that's all up in white supremacy. They hate their black skin. They hate their nose. They hate everything about them. Wrapping up, white supremacy is a philosophy. Yes, it's a stronger hold in white people because they benefit. That is the only reason. It's oppressive to us, so we're more apt to hear and understand it. To them, they benefit. So it's a stronghold among them, but make no qualms about it. Black, so-called black people, is some of the biggest supremacies, white supremacists on the world, in the world. Skin bleaching in Africa is at an all-time high. In South America, even in Japan, the white face, Y'all, it's serious, but it's bigger than just the skin. It's the philosophy of whiteness, the U.S. Whatever these people say, we just created from them. All right. One world government, we talk about that. Again, one world government, we talk about that. White supremacy, I just talked about that. But one world government, we hit that like crazy. We talk about what these folks are doing. New World Order. Basically, they just duplicate the kingdom of God. It's only two people left fighting. New World Order and the kingdom of God. There's no nations rushing against America and all that. It's New World Order, kingdom of God. 
Last thing we talk about is the KOG, the kingdom of God, the answers, his Christ, the Father, the Most High, and his laws to preserve us, Hebrew Israelites, yes, I believe in laws, doing whatever the Spirit leads you to do by the Spirit, not by some letter, because the letter killeth, but the Spirit give it life. Brothers and sisters, I love every single one of you, as I say so often, and there is nothing you can do about it. I'm wrapping up the show now. We will not take a break. I want to thank everybody for participating in the show tonight. I am going to be I'm going to try to start back doing the shows. I've been very depressed because Facebook erased seven of my shows. If you are working for Facebook, please put the shows back. You see, your brother is not on no hate. I'm saying I just don't believe that the people in Israel are who they say they are. I just I love them. Hate that they went through what they went through their four parents, but I just don't believe it. I think we're the Israelites. We live through. We live out all the scriptures. Anybody else living out the scriptures is one of our sister tribes scattered up the four corners. Well, again, shout out to a very dear friend of mine, Janet. I know I've called her name out a lot, but y'all, this lady right here and my wife were best friends, still is good friends, and Janet was key in that development when I would meet with her and her late husband, Ernie, and uh, she they would, she helped coin me. She helped mold me. A lot of the disagreements she helped me she helped polish me is what I'm trying to say. Her and her husband, the late Ernie, uh, was passed. And uh, I appreciate her like she'll never know I miss her. And this is Arlene's friend again. And uh, But all of you that have participated, y'all, what's happening is when this show goes off, you go look at it, all of my videos. All of my videos have at least 100 uh, viewers, some 150, some even thousands. But those that have been thousands have been erased by Facebook, unfortunately. So... We're going to keep pushing and keep trying to wake up our people into who they are in the flesh to entice them to be who the Father wants us in the Spirit. It's all about their spiritual Jew, which is 15 billion times more important than the natural Jew. But we have to know who we are. And pastors, y'all need to quit saying the flesh don't matter. You're talking a lot of flesh. You're talking a lot of flesh because you still use your name. That's fleshly. On the name of your church, you got the name on your church, right? That's fleshly. You got a driving license. That's fleshly. You still go to family reunions. That's fleshly. So you do a lot of fleshly things. So what is wrong with a brother like myself and millions of others trying to resurrect the real identity? You using what the white man gave you as an identity. You have that on a business card. You pushing that, and you have you feel proud about who you are. What's wrong with a brother coming on and saying? In the flesh, who we really are. Welcome every time you hear this message, you want to say, don't matter all of this. It's just who you are in the spirit. You're sounding weak. So, I want to say to African Americans, and wrapping up, again, I love you. I love you. I love you. I love my people. But I want to say to all the people of the world, not just African Americans, I love every single one of you, and there's nothing can do about it. But to African Americans, I want to say something extra. Awake Zion. Zion is the land and the people. Awake Zion. Put on thy strength. We the people. Salvation is going to come to us. I know it's hard to believe. It already is. The world is following us no matter what we do. So anyway, going out with a song. And this is to uh, my Facebook friends, that, that, and I know I keep talking about them today, but I'm just so upset. So I have a message for you, this old-fashioned type of black song. 
I want you to listen to the words. This is what Brother Seth's going to do about you erasing the shows and trying to stop this movement. And this is what I encourage all of the people listening to this show. Follow this message that Dorinda Clark Cole have for us. Good night. A little old-fashioned.